You're listening to The Tech Bite by Dad Code, where we chat about the latest in tech and how it affects our world. If you want to get in on the conversation, go to www.dadcode.io to join our Slack group or send us a tweet at TalkDadCode. Enjoy the episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm Jermaine, and with me I have Mark. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, what's up? Yeah, so um, we're going to talk about WWDC, Apple's uh, Worldwide Developer Conference. Um, kicked we're going to nerd out a little bit. Nerd out a little bit. Kicked off on Monday. Um, we're just going to talk about some of the things they talked about. Uh, it was it was a very dense keynote that they had. They had a lot of uh, new stuff they wanted to talk about and um, some hardware stuff that I didn't think was going to happen. Yeah, the hardware stuff is interesting because they don't typically do that at WWDC. Right, right, right. Um, So uh, we'll we'll get to hardware in a sec, but um, let's talk about uh, what a lot of people are interested in is uh, iOS. Um, iOS 11 is going to be coming. uh, They usually drop the beta around this time, get the developers on it, and then uh, it'll probably drop for everybody in the fall sometime, Uh August or September. Whenever the new phone comes, so um, yeah. So, what are some of the cool things that uh, iOS 11 has? Yeah, in a lot of ways, you know, this is this is their most important piece of software because it's probably the, the thing that most people touch. Right, right. And they've been they've been feeling it. They've been hearing it from the crowd that iPad isn't necessarily a pro device and iOS on the phone needs some more updates. And I think they kind of answered some of at least the iPad kind of concerns today. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting that they did it and the way they did it is just by simply adding a dock to it. Mm-hmm. And it, it made it, it made so much sense, right? If, if you guys use a Mac computer, you got this dock, it's like your taskbar, which is icons on it, which are the shortcuts of the apps that you, that you want to use. And actually, iOS has a dock, too, but it's at the bottom, but it's not, like, persistent over your apps. you got to exit the app to get to it. So what they did, they made it so you could swipe up and easily switch between apps. You can also drag apps to the screen and do multi, uh, multi-apps multi on the screen at once. And that little addition just made it that much more of a, of a kind of uh, work-worthy device to me. Okay. What'd you think of that? Yeah, um, the, the 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 multitasking looked really cool, and I was especially impressed by the drag and drop. Um, I'm actually checking out the little video right now. Um, mm-hmm. They're doing a little hands on, and I saw the I see the dock, and yeah, you can just flick it up, and uh, the dock comes up, and yeah, wow. They, he so just in this video, they kind of uh, dragged uh, the messages uh, app. And popped it up right over the Safari app mm-hmm. that they were viewing. Uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, the task switcher looks cool too. It's really just yeah, just a bunch of uh, app windows and the control center off to the right. Yeah, this that looks nice. Wow. Now, what I'm not sure about is uh, the su- the app support for the the multitasking split screen thing because I know mm-hmm. with the iPad now only certain apps can be shared on the screen at the time. So if you double click or if you swipe from the right side into mm-hmm. the screen, like right to left, you get this menu of, it's an ugly menu of icons where you could just choose an app to kind of be side by side mm-hmm. and not all your apps appear there. 
But what they show here was that you could put any app in a dock and kind of drag the app up to the screen. So I wonder if they if they fixed that. If you know the the slimmest split screen view is maybe that iPhone view of the app. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you know they they allow it to grow and shrink like a responsive website. Yeah, yeah. So um, still looking at the video, it looked like they had um, you know the little the little slider. I guess the closest analog was on the uh, Surface mm-hmm. uh, tablets. They have the little slider where you could adjust the size of the windows. Um, so uh, they didn't they didn't actually try it out in this video. So I'm wondering, yeah, how that works. Yeah, I mean that that exists today. If you if you go to Apple Store, or open up an iPad, you could do at least that portion of it. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is that's available on some of the later Android phones now, baked in. I know some of the earlier Android phones with the Samsung skin and different skins implemented it, but it's baked into Android now. And it's mm-hmm. cool. It looks just like that. You, you pick an app, let's say YouTube at the top, put your Twitter at the bottom, and you're multitasking. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel nice. like that's a way to handle like a bigger phone. Like, let's do two things at once. And I hope... Uh, Hope Apple kind of gets on the board with that. Yeah. Um, so another feature I just saw uh, that I also thought was cool was the file browser. Mm-hmm. Um, do Do you know any uh, any any details about that other than you know you can browse files? Yeah, I uh, seen the video, files. and okay. it looks like uh, they had third party support. So it was a Dropbox link and a and a box link or a box oh. folder over on the, the left side at the top. So okay. I guess it's kind of a centralized location for all your files. The uh-huh. The question I still have is that can these other apps kind of interact with these files that are saved by other apps? Right. Like right, a traditional right. computer? Right, right. That would be the big thing. I mean, that's a big security risk when you think about things that way because people are assholes with these apps. They do shit like, <laughs> let's read all these guys' files and upload them to our servers. And it's just yeah. like it's, they do asshole shit like that. But maybe they implement it in a way where you can kind of grant privileges or say, all right, I, I would, I want uh, Microsoft Excel to be able to read my numbers apps or I guess the pages to read Word and so so on and so forth. But we'll see. I, that's that's the big question in my mind. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I thought was rather ugly, and I'm probably going to get used to it once it actually drops, but. Um, so they they pretty much uh, revamped iOS's design language mm-hmm. as a whole, um, but the control center is really weird looking. It is, um, but uh, apparently you can uh, actually customize it more around uh, this time around. Yeah, and I, I think some of the when you first look at it, you get these these little boxes of activity, and uh, and you have two that that are kind of tall, and those I guess those are volume and the screen brightness mm-hmm. and you look at it it's like that's that looks ugly but you think about it from a, a pragmatic standpoint it's wide enough that your finger can kind of just tap it and just go up and down because if you slide the uh the volume thing on the control center now when you're playing the song or the seeker to try to fast forward and rewind in the song it's kind of hard to do mm-hmm. and yeah. the fact that they made this thing basically the size of a of an icon except you know, maybe a couple icons tall. It's a little bit easier to tap and a little bit easier to manage. So mm-hmm. I look forward to maybe that being a little bit better. And also, like you said, the customization, just being able to say, hey, I want 
I want to be able to turn my Bluetooth on and off in this location versus where you guys put it at. So that should be yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. And now I look at it, I'm, I'm reminded of there was a uh, design concept done a couple of years ago um, where they envisioned that uh, iOS, you could have uh, widgets on the uh, on the on the on the screens on the yeah. on the pages, um, and that kind of that kind of reminds me of that uh, that kind of design thinking that went into that. Um, so I'm wondering if that might be coming soon. Was that um, the one where you you touch the icon and you like drag down and it popped open? And yeah, yeah, exactly. That was a That's cool design. That yeah, was a really was. good design. It was. Um, yeah. So so I wonder if they're reaching that point um <laughs> and that brings up another point that we we talked uh about in in the in the slack group um the term sherlock <laughs> mm-hmm. where uh there would be an app uh created for mac os and all of a sudden oh apple has created it natively so the third party app has no use anymore mm-hmm. um <laughs> that's kind of giving off those kind of vibes and i mean it's happened in ios too um i know uh th- there's, there's been a couple features i think maybe uh like the night mode is something that popped up in maybe like one of the uh jailbreak uh, one of the jailbreak apps or something like that mm-hmm. and well they put the night mode right in mac os yeah, was, I guess what was the app called? Um, uh, Flux. Flux. Yeah, yeah. Flux been around since for, since I've had a Mac, and I've had a Mac since I don't know two thousand seven or something. Mm-hmm. I remember Flux being around. They just they just Sherlocked it. Yeah. Into the operating <laughs> system. Yeah, we'll have uh, the meaning of Sherlock in the search notes if you want to. Uh, it goes back to a, an old uh, OSX app uh, that got the name. But, yeah, uh, so, yeah, they they took a uh, Sherlock was exactly what Spotlight is now. So yeah, yeah, just, that's what it was. That's what it was. You type in and look at all, all your files and do math and all that in Sherlock. And I guess the next version of OSX had Sherlock baked in. But then yeah. there was a there's another one called Alfred that a lot of people still use to this day. They say it's a better version of of um of uh, the the Finder thing. And yeah. they remap the shortcut to just be Alfred, so huh. replace it. Interesting, interesting. Um, so yeah, we're, we're continuing on. Um, I guess the design language of iOS now, and um, some of the apps are starting to look a little different. Um, some uh, larger uh, typographical elements, kind of reminiscent of the the news app, the Apple News app. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel and, about and the music app too? Yeah, and the music app, and the music app. Um, how do you feel about, uh, I guess, the design language kind of catching up to those? I think it's it's a different approach um, than uh, where they went in the past. I think in the past they had this uh, this idea that the the UI needs to mimic a real life element. Mm-hmm. Um, to the where they had felt and they had yeah, uh, textures and all that type stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's still around because yeah. you know motors are just mean you know, a button is a button or right. a tab looks like a tab, so on and so forth. But they took it to the next level and they had like green felt or or trees in the background or or if you were doing something that had wood and it, and it was carved out of wood, it was just ridiculous. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they went the exact opposite way. They went flat with iOS, I believe, 7. And it removed a lot of that, um, just uh, what that, that old design language did. While it was gaudy, it allowed people to just get in there and say, this looks like I can interact with it in this way because it looks like something in real life. Mm-hmm. And they went with iOS 7, and it was like, is this a button? Can I touch this or can I mm-hmm. do this or can I yeah. do that? And I think they're kind of, they dropped all the shadows. They dropped all the button shapes. They dropped all the, uh, everything that just made things look like you can interact with. And I think they're moving back to that. And I okay. think uh, the way they're doing the titles and all that is very reminiscent of, uh, Metro and mm-hmm. windows design language around windows eight era. Mm-hmm. We had the titles that kind of cut off on a page and all that. But I think uh, a lot of what they're doing is to kind of cater to their customer base. Mm-hmm. Right? I think a lot of I think a lot of people use iPhones. I think a lot of age ranges use iPhones. I think iPhone might be the, the, the default phone for an older person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're looking at a device, so they get the bigger, bolder text. The things that look like that has some affordance to it, that look like you can touch it and move it mm-hmm. a little bit easier. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, while, while we're still on the topic of, uh, I guess, iOS uh, being their uh, mobile software, um, we can talk a little bit about uh, their approach to computing, I guess. So it seems like a lot of the features that are coming to iOS really beefs up their uh, iPad Pro product, which has been, you know, severely lacking to be a pro product. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of gets into how they've approached, you know, sort of the the mobile space, which tends to be a bit more personal and, um, you know, their their pro space with their laptops. And um, just the difference in how Microsoft is, is approaching their mobile devices and how Google is approaching their mobile devices. Uh, what, what's what's kind of your opinion on uh, how they're doing things? I don't know. I got a few hot takes on this. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Um, I think the very first one that I'll start with is that I believe that Mac OS, OS X, the desktop, will eventually be an app on an iPad or iPhone. That's a high take. It really is, right? <laughs> and I really believe, I don't have any proof or I don't know anybody, I haven't read anything that said this, but I bet they have OS X or Mac OS now running on one of the chips that run the iPhone, the A-series chips. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because Apple's the kind of company that likes to control everything end to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the Mac Pro now, this trash can situation, that took so long to come out because they were waiting on uh, Intel to come out with some chips that they could use in their next generation systems. And then it didn't get updated for four years because like, they blamed it on Intel. Intel's been moving, but Intel, they blamed it on Intel, and Intel hasn't been updated in the way they like to. Mm-hmm. So... I'm pretty sure they want to be able to control their end-to-end solution. So I guarantee, I bet 
I bet a thousand dollars anybody listening could prove me wrong <laughs> that they have OSX running on an A series chip over in California somewhere. So with that, I'm sorry. No, I was I was gonna say yeah, I think it's possible. Um, I think I heard rumblings uh, last week, or at least uh, the one of the executives at Intel was asked about how he felt about Apple moving to their own chips for their laptops, um, and he he was like, ah, you know, of of course, you know, it, it's not it's not a silly proposition. Um, course they would like to you know move to their own ships and yeah they can they can control you know what they're building and the software that they put on it um so i don't think i don't think it's a stretch to say that uh mac os could even run on you know the mobile ships and you and you look at what some of these other companies are doing specifically microsoft with regard to running windows on arm Mm -hmm. they have a whole windows 10 on arm running that's That's actually windows 10 that's crazy. And it has an emulation layer on top of it that at least emulate the 32-bit apps mm-hmm. to the ARM instructions. And they say it's not necessarily any loss in performance there. So mm-hmm. you look at that, you look at what's available there, and you look at Apple, who makes the best ARM chips on the market. You look at all the numbers. I mean, the iPhone 7 is still beating everything spec-wise, numbers-wise. Mm-hmm. Things that came out this week and last week mm-hmm. on the other side. You know what I mean? They, Apple's making the, the, the beefiest chips. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame if they wouldn't be able to run their desktop OS on it. I right, mean, I envision, right. I envision like a, a kind of situation where you just hook. And I think this isn't anything out of the ordinary or anything new, but you just hook your phone up to a keyboard and monitor. Your phone mm-hmm. becomes your computer, kind of like the Samsung thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how... Uh, Ubuntu phone did it mm-hmm. a few years ago. Ubuntu yeah. phone was was amazing. It was an amazing idea. Mm-hmm. It just it didn't have any support. Yeah. And somebody did it with Android recently, where you could hook your Android phone up via via HDMI, and it turns into a full desktop computer with like oh wow, with like uh, there's some version of Linux that just boots up and turns on. Hmm. Well, that's pretty amazing to me. That's yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty that, cool. That should be your device. There's no right. reason for that not to be your device, except for batteries and right, right, like right. That. But yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so on the on the other end of things, um, you know the 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 iOS devices are you know their money maker, but they had some new computers that they revealed um, specifically this crazy powerful iMac Pro Um, and it's and I think they have it in like a space in the space gray right yeah man that that looks crazy it looks so good that looks crazy I want it just because it's it's that color right 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 (laughs) (laughs) exactly I Uh, wouldn't even use the computing power that much because I I write websites right (laughs) right (laughs) right so uh, and it's it's bigger than 27, right? Or is it 27? I think it was 27, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and what are, the, what are the specs on it? I know it's 5K. So it's a 5K screen. Uh, and it was something like a Xenon processor. I think it started okay. at four cores, maybe. I think it went to four, eight, and then 18. 
or maybe it was eight, ten, and eighteen or something like that. But the the thing is, you could put up to one hundred and twenty eight gigs of RAM in it. That's crazy, amazing. Like, what are you gonna do with hundred? What one hundred twenty eight gigs of RAM? You could partition thirty gigs of it and just run your whole hard drive, have right. a RAM drive in your RAM, and your system be crazy fast. <laughs> but yeah, apparently, apparently this will be the machine for people who are doing all this machine learning, all this uh, this kind of a uh, deep data type stuff. This will mm-hmm. be a, if you want to do it in the Mac environment. This will be the machine to get. Yeah, it's interesting that um, you know they dropped this, which is basically in the middle of the iMac and their, I guess uh, their Mac Pro machine. Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of people talking about this being a stopgap until they come out with their customizable tower next year. They hinted that a few mm-hmm. months ago. Hmm, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, they 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 went and they were like, "We hear you guys. Uh, we know we we fucked up with the trash can Mac Pro." Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, we're going to do a spec update to the trash can, and we're going to have a we're going to have some. This was a few months ago. They said they're going to have some surprises with the iMac line. And I guess they released that today. And they said the new Mac Pro wouldn't be available for another 18 months. So this would be the the thing to kind of keep pros on this platform. Because a lot of people, you included, they wanna they like OS X, they like Mac OS, but the hardware is out of date. So they go out and make a hackintosh system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's that so how's that Um man <laughs> honestly I I think um, you know the the usual folks they'll be you know just fine going to buy an iMac or a MacBook and just hooking it up to the screen or whatever because um, it can get really like frustrating <laughs> because there will be uh, well first you have to get very specific hardware mm-hmm. um, there's only like a select um, there's only a select amount of hardware that you can pick from that you could use that will um, run uh, Mac OS. Um, luckily, I had all the right stuff already, um, yeah. and I just, you know, replaced my GPU. Even though I didn't have to, I just wanted a new one. Um, but, uh, yeah, every everything, um, you know, in, installed fine, except for there, there's always, you know, a, a few things that won't work. Um, so my Wi-Fi card on my motherboard won't work because it's not supported. Um, I had to go find the audio drivers so I could play audio off of uh, my motherboard. And then there's a couple other things like it won't go to sleep. So I got to find I got to figure out what that is. And that's just a matter of uh, figuring out what kind of uh, configurations you need to change in the configuration file. Um, But it's still kind of tough because you don't know like what to change. So you got to. You know, it's just kind of troubleshoot and, um, you know, test test different stuff off, test, uh, test different stuff out, trial and error. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm liking it. I'm, and I'm that's the thing. It. They don't. They they're losing a lot of people to you know, people who willing to take that effort and build their own computer, but still want to run Mac OS for whatever reason, right, development, right. or or you just like the Mac OS environment. People would take the effort and say, hey, I could just build, I can find these guides online. I can build these computers because Apple's not responding to my professional needs. Right, right. And they kind of answered some of that today. They, mm-hmm. I think um, they released the new MacBook in the fall, MacBook mm-hmm. Pros, and they all have Thunderbolt 3 
via USB-C ports, mm-hmm. and it allows them to have external GPUs. Yeah, those are pretty sweet. So that's going to be that's an amazing practical update for mm-hmm. professionals. I mean, I've seen a, a few videos of people who 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 make YouTube videos, and they talk about how um, they use the Mac platform. I think the the guy I'm referencing is uh, Marcus Brownlee, the black dude, uh, MKBHD. Okay, yeah. He says yeah. he he specifically uses a Mac platform because of Final Cut Pro. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that the MacBook Pro is the best computer for him to be able to edit his videos on. And this kind of thing, and he bought that, you know, last year. And this kind of external GPU update is going to allow him to do his work a little bit faster, a little bit easier. And that's that's a big win for professionals who rely on this software or this hardware. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you can go grab, you don't even have to get, you know, the the most high end of the of the MacBook Pros, you can get the, you know, the 13 inch if the screen is enough for you, mm-hmm. just hook up a GPU. <laughs> right? That's, that's crazy. Sweet. I didn't even think about that. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And that's and, and it seems like with that kind of revelation, uh USB three over Thunderbolt or Thunderbolt over USB three over USB C port. I'm sorry, I keep mixing it up. Thunderbolt is this crazy bandwidth uh, protocol over USB-C port, the little exchangeable port or turnaroundable port. It seemed like Microsoft kind of dropped the ball with that, with the new mm-hmm. Surface line, because they don't have them. They just decided to to not do either one of those. So mm-hmm. it seemed like, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was to save money or to just to kind of uh, uh, appeal to the current uh, situation that a lot of people have with their USB devices, but they mm. didn't include that technology. And it seems like a misstep right now because you can't, you can't get a Surface Book and easily hook up a external GPU situation because, for one, the ports that Microsoft has on their Surface Books don't have the bandwidth. Right. And then they don't have the right ports either. Right, right. So it seems like a misstep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm definitely. Um, I, I was excited when the first rumblings of external GPUs were, were out. Um, I was still, you know, on my little laptop, and I was like, "Wow, that'd be pretty awesome if I could just, you know." But well, <laughs> the the one in this picture is kind of big. But um, there, I mean, there were there was one that was actually fairly portable and would give you, you know, enough enough performance out of it where you could, you know, just throw it in your bag and take it with you. Yeah, Razer. Razer, they have a, a laptop that can do it, and they had it out for a while. No laptop that looks like a black MacBook Pro, but they had it out for a while, and, and that's the whole selling point. Like, you get this little 13-inch portable laptop, and you hook it up to this external GPU when you want a game, and that's yeah. pretty dope. Yeah, they, that is pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. Um, speaking of games, uh, so I guess a big reason... Uh, for these hardwares, as you mentioned, is the, I guess, VR development. Um, they want to get into that, VR and AR development. Um, so uh, Steam, uh, well, Valve made their uh, Steam VR uh, mm-hmm. development kit available for Mac. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, that is, That's a lot because what, uh, you got Valve who runs the, um, the Steam store, right? Mm-hmm. So they're putting a lot of effort into making sure that this is a a, a gaming platform. Mm-hmm. 
lot of times you hear people talk about a Mac versus a Windows computer, and they say the game game on a Mac, yeah. which I don't find important, but I get it. Some people do. A lot of people do, actually. A lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that would be pretty sweet. Um, I guess the last thing we can talk about, um, so you mentioned the, the trash can Mac Pro. They actually have another trash can <laughs> that is a speaker. They, they love it, man. They love it, man. But this one's a speaker uh, called the HomePod. Um, and then I guess it's supposed to go at, you know, both the hi-fi speaker market, but also it has, uh, you know, the digital assistant Siri also built in. Um, so this is a this is a pretty cool proposition. I mean, you think about Alexa, you think about uh, Google Home, mm-hmm. the speakers aren't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other end, you know, these hi-fi speakers, they are really good, but they don't have the smart technology like, you know, um, Siri or Alexa or Google Assistant built in. I have a the Amazon Dot, and I think you can add a Bluetooth speaker to it. I've never tried. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And I know it has a, a female um, aux cord jack or aux jack. And I'm pretty sure you're gonna mail to mail aux jack and just hook up a speaker externally. Oh, huh. I didn't I know. I think that. so. I, I I disabled the the echo. I never use it. Yeah. And that's the thing. I got. Do I want to use this Apple thing? I mean, I ranted about this before, but and this this goes back to this is I'm gonna make this a little bit long, but this goes back to just the big three's approach to computing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Apple today and, and and over the past couple of years they tried to try to put this in all of their presentations you'll see it all the time is that they they all are all about this privacy thing they, they want to make sure that your information is private and that they're not reading it and they're not they're not parsing it to kind of figure out how to serve you ads or, or serve you better technology or or make your life a little bit easier by sending your information to their servers and parsing it and knowing all about you from that information and, and, and being able to do whatever they can with that. So they've been kind of beating that drum for a while, saying that we're all about privacy. We're all about privacy, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got a, a company like Google, who's on the complete other end of that spectrum. They say, hey, share your information. I'll give you cool shit. And they do give you cool shit. They give you a lot of cool <laughs> things. Yeah. The Google Now stuff is pretty damn cool. You know, you, you lift your phone up. It says, hey, it looks like you're at Wegmans and remember last week when you said if I ever go to Wegmans again I want to get the the garlic bread remember that remember that I'll show you that it's like yeah that's cool thank you for eavesdropping and notifying me on that information and and that's like their approach they're they they like to and you, you look at the way these companies make money right Apple selling you this expensive hardware they just, it's just been expensive since the beginning right and they kind of bundle up the services for free. But they they give you this, the, the way they make money from you is selling you this expensive hardware that you buy year over year over year. Right? And Google's like, hey, here's these free services. As long as we can just package you up and sell you to other people, then, you know, we give you this cool shit for free. You know? And and it's just, it's, it's like, which, which way of computing do you want to buy into and you got Microsoft right Microsoft who who's in the business of software 
they make all their money from, they make most of their money from office licenses. So selling Microsoft Office. But now they're getting into this game that's a kind of a lot like Google's. So you buy Windows 10, and then Windows 10 shows you ads while you're using it. Windows 10 sends your usage reports up to Microsoft service to do what they want to do after you done paid for Windows 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well, what is it? You know, do I own this or or am I paying for the opportunity to kind of to kind of build your your coffers a little bit? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I say all these things. They all have their pluses and minuses, right? Apple's not perfect in this situation. Apple's lobbying to uh, get rid of kind of being able to kind of get the schematics to be able to fix your devices, right? Mm-hmm. What is that called? Fix at home or something? Some lob, some uh, new movement they have? They're lobbying against that. And you got Google, who's who's an ISP in some cities. They're siding with the Republicans and saying, "Hey, I want to be, I want ISPs to be able to package your data up and sell it." So Google's like, "I'm not evil. Don't be evil." But behind your back. They're saying, no, I want to take your, I want to, I want to spy on you. I want to be able to sell your data as ISP. Then you got Microsoft, who's historically, I think you, I don't know if you remember Microsoft of the, the mid '90s and early 2000s, but Microsoft was the worst. Microsoft, was, <laughs> Microsoft did everything they can to kind of retard the growth of everybody else except Microsoft, and you know they got that history. And it's they have anti they they were the only company in my lifetime that's that I remember. I think it happened to AT and T that's been kind of broken up, or they've been successfully sued for being a monopoly. And you got all these things like, well, who's basically who shit you're gonna eat? You know, because right. every everybody offered they got their pluses and minuses, and they all have their negatives. So you just gotta figure it. It's just. Whose who's ecosystem you gonna buy into? And mm-hmm. Then you got your Facebooks. Facebook is like Facebook is like AOL. You ever use AOL? Uh, years ago. Yeah, and <laughs> I remember when I first got AOL. It was like two thousand. It was like nineteen ninety four. Mm-hmm. And for the first month or so, I thought that was the internet. Yeah. I thought whatever you could do within that AOL window was the internet. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and then somebody told me like, hey, you could just open up IE. And go to a website, and I'm like, "Whoa, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, wow!" And but for a lot of people in the world, Facebook is the that destination. Yeah, yeah. it's like I get all my news here. I'm searching Facebook. This is all I need. Yeah. How do I find? How do I find what I'm looking for? I just put in the Facebook search box. And it's just like you know, and Facebook is doing is doing the things that they can do to kind of know all about you. Mm-hmm. You got these like buttons that follow you around, and you got a profile even if you don't have a profile, stuff like that. And it's just like who's and they had a phone a few years ago. Did you? Yeah, they did have a phone. They they did have a phone. Like, who would buy this phone if it's just going to track everything you do? Right. But yeah, but it's just like. You know, it's whose shit you're going to eat. Yep. Did you see they added um, uh, crowdfunding? <laughs> did they? <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. 
Um, that makes sense because they, they, they got such a big platform. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they have. Actually, no. It might have. It might have went live because I think I got some notifications from like a few of my friends talking about, "Hey, would you donate to this?" Because I and I bet that's their uh, crowdfunding platform. That's yeah. that's crazy. They have Why everything not? on Facebook. It's crazy. They're the destination. I mean, I mean, and, and at the same time, they have initiatives where they they want to make sure that people get online. Right. And it's like they want to make sure people get online so they can be on Facebook. But they're still they're still making those initiatives, right? Because I think it's better to be online and to be in your AOL Facebook than to not be online. Right. So, you know, it's like, who shut you on you? Who are you going to let, you know? Who are you going to let run your life? Yeah, right. <laughs> you gonna, the thing that gets me is when they is when these companies, they, they try to act all... Uh, what word am I looking for? All pure, and then they go and try to le- legislate their way into into law. Mm-hmm. It's like, Let me do my evil shit. It's legal, right? You know right. I mean? Exactly. That's what gets me. Yeah. And they all do it. Yeah, they do. None of their hands are clean. They all do it. But that's the uh, this season is still exciting, right? We had what from February till. June, where we just had all these developer conferences, all these, mm-hmm. all these companies showing us all the cool shit that they're doing, and that's and, cool. And next week is the the coup de grace, the yes. three, the Electronic Entertainment Expo. That's going to be for all the video gamers out there, um, and we'll have a little episode on that. Do you know who's going who's going to be on that episode? Um, I don't. Maybe Trey. Yeah. Trey might pop in. Uh, he's a he's a yeah he's a he's a big gamer, and I'm actually getting back into gaming. The last couple of days, last few days, I've been back on it pretty hard, and I'm actually about to get back on after we get done with this. What you playing? But, um, I'm playing Halo, Halo Five. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a shooter. I like shooting face. Yeah, I like uh, I love my Xbox for uh, Gears of War. Yeah, I don't have an yeah, Xbox yeah, yeah. One, so I don't have the newest one. But I yeah. love my Xbox for Gears of War. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll be back uh, talking about E3 next week once that hits. Um, yeah, this was a good talk. WWDC was good, um, and I mean we'll, we'll be getting more, uh, I guess, developer centric stuff uh, over these next few days because it's, it's about three days, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, we might talk about that uh, in the Slack group. Uh, if you haven't joined, go to www.deco.io and sign up. Uh, we're always talking about all types of stuff, uh, and of course, WWDC is the thing we talked about today. Uh, check us out on Twitter at TalkDecode. Um, yep, that's it. Uh, Till next time, guys. Peace. If you haven't joined our community yet, be sure to check us out at www.datcode.io or you can just send us a tweet at talk.code. Thanks for listening.